Well, hello and welcome, everybody. This is your host, Kendi Foster. Welcome to another great adventure in Voices of Courage. As I take you down a path today to really open up some of the, what do I want to say, areas that you might be a little shut down. You know, today we're going to talk uh, about generating more happiness in your life, more joy in your life. Anybody need that? I'm, I'm hoping you said, yeah, because I think we all do. You know, and there's a lot of folks on the planet, maybe you know some intimately, that are lonely. They haven't, they, they feel like they're just disconnected uh, from life. Well, I've studied the human mind for many, many years, my own, my own life uh, as an experiment. And I can tell you this, loneliness is a spiritual disease, it's a place just as uh, lack of purpose, or maybe uh, you're in a place of uh, just a critical thinking all the time. You've really disconnected from yourself, from that place within yourself that we all have. You know, uh, some conscious, some call it the the divine mind, some call it the superconscious mind, some call it the soul, some call it um, the uh, Buddha, the booty mind. You know, it's that self inside of ourselves, right? Outside of the physical realm, where we connect, and we connect, and we let go of thinking that we are this body or this mind or this life. We start to connect deeper with the source of joy and happiness that lies within us, right? Okay, so now, how does this tie into the show today? Well, you know, if you've ever wondered <clears throat> where your soulmate is, or maybe you have a friend that's still searching, where's my soulmate, where am I? Well, I wanna say this. Um, of course, you have to do some work around this, okay, to find that right partner. It doesn't just magically show up. But if you do a little of the work, in fact, it reminds me of a story of my own life. There was a teacher by the name of Barbara DeAngelis. Maybe uh, you've heard of her. If you haven't, she does brilliant work around relationship. And Barbara uh, challenged me to, uh, I, I did just come out of a relationship and see, she challenged me to write a, want, a help wanted ad for this, uh, for, for what I didn't want in relationship, what I didn't want, not what I wanted. And I thought that's interesting. So I wrote down, hmm, must be self-centered, <laughs> must uh, only, uh, uh, must be angry most of the time, must be uh, connected their, to their uh, friends and, and doesn't pay much attention to me, things like that, right? And I wrote this list out. And at the end of it, I'd realized what I was, was attracting, uh, attracting in my life. And I thought, you know, I'm going to write the opposite of that and because this is what I really want. And it, it, those kinds of exercises help us get connected with who we are and what we're about and what we want. Again, how does this tie into the show? Well, I am so excited today because I have uh, a guest that's done a lot of his work, and he's a brilliant uh, entrepreneur, spiritual entrepreneur, I want to call him, that has created an app that will help you connect with yourself, with others. You know, you can date on this app. You can play with people, have fun on this app. It's, it's an app like you haven't seen before. So I hope you'll stay tuned uh, to this interview and... I'll be right back with my guest. 
If you or someone you love has developed Parkinson's disease after being exposed to Gramoxone or any herbicide containing the deadly chemical Paraquat, you may be entitled to financial compensation. If you developed Parkinson's and worked or lived on a farm that used Paraquat herbicide treatments with Gramoxone, Firestorm, or any listed brand, call now. You may be entitled to financial compensation. There are time deadlines, so don't delay. If you don't win, you pay nothing. 800-771-3380. Hi, folks. Medicare Part C plans with extra benefits like getting money added back to your Social Security check may now be available to you in your zip code. Make sure you're not missing out. It's simple. One, call the number on your screen. Two, they'll look up your zip code and see if you're eligible. Three, they'll check for plans with extra benefits like prescriptions, dental coverage, and the benefit that adds money back to your Social Security check every single month. Call now. I called to get everything I deserve. I called to check my zip code for a plan with a benefit that adds money back to my Social Security check. I called to check my zip code. Millions of people have called the Medicare Coverage Helpline. Call, check your zip code, see if you're eligible, and get what you deserve. Call now. Call 1-800-374-2308. That's 1-800-374-2308 now. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is Kendi Foster again, and my guest is Greg Niemer. Greg, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. I'm really wonderful to be here. You know, it's really wonderful to have you. And, you know, so many people do struggle, you know, with connecting with loneliness. Um, I'm glad you found a way to, to uh, help people overcome that. Let me give you a formal introduction, um, some, some of your background here. Uh, for those of you who don't know the Greg, Greg is the founder and CEO of uh, Sparkles, an upcoming free relationship-making app and game-changing experience where people meet virtually and get to know each other without the pressure of meeting life. He has 20-plus years of leadership in consumer products, e-commerce, business development, design, and distribution, and he wants to guide people in showing their true selves through icebreakers and video features to build genuine connections. That's that's what got me to get you on this show, genuine connections. Greg, <laughs> what inspired you to create this? You know, it, thank you. This is this has been a journey for me. So um, I'll tell you, my entire um, career, the last 30 years, has been finding ways to help people um, connect with who they are, um, to get a, a sense. You know, it's, it's learning to love yourself. Project of mine, Sparks, is it came about as I started looking um, at what's happening in the world that we live in today. And some interesting statistics. If you look at adults under the age of 30, um, statistically, over 70% of them express feelings of loneliness. And according to the studies, 20% of Gen Z tell us they don't have a single friend. And, you know, those are pretty dramatic numbers. Um, And I saw those and I started looking at what's going on in the world and how people are meeting each other. Um, And what has changed? What's causing this loneliness? And I came to the conclusion, and I'm not an expert in this field, but 
I started looking at things and I came to the conclusion that a lot of it had to do with the mechanisms people have today to meet each other. Back before the internet, people met in a more organic fashion. You met through a church function, a school function, a social function. You met out in the world. You were usually with people and you met someone that was there. And that is how relationships started. You know, today, the primary mechanism people use to meet each other are apps oriented towards dating. Um, what's interesting, as over the last 20 years, as the way people meet has shifted from out in the world to online, the number of people actually meeting has and forming a long term commitment has halved. That's dramatic. Right. Less than half of the, right now, less than 40% of people under 30 are in a committed relationship. Wow. Wow. To me, that was, you know, it woke me up. And I started looking at why. I started looking at the dating apps that were out there. And I want to point out, Sparks is not a dating app. Um, it's an app to get to know people who live around you. Now, if you want to date, that's great. If you're married and looking for a friend, you can use it for that, too. But I started looking at what was out there. And what I realized is all of the apps, although they're different in one way or another, they're all the same. They're all a mechanism to create a blind date. Now, I never had luck with blind dates. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, just, it just never worked for me. The person was never who I wanted them to be, I guess. No, I, I can I can affirm that. Yeah, that was not that was my course. That was not a core strength for me man, on blind dates. Yeah. And but that's what that's what the, the apps that are out there essentially are. Most of them you can scroll or you can swipe. But you do know that the picture that you're looking at is not actually them. It's been enhanced or altered. Um, but you go along anyway and you try to meet them. Um, the industry is ripe with ghosting and catfishing, and there's a reason for that. If you're not actually who you're presenting yourself to be, you probably don't want to actually meet the person in real life. <laughs> and so I looked at this and I said, okay, what's the solution? Um, I focused my, my, you know, my attention on adults under 30 initially, because what we found is they're the ones that are experiencing the most dramatic increase in loneliness. And to me, that was that's that was crucial. I wanted to look at that market. So I started looking at how it is they meet versus how it is people used to meet. And I asked the question, how do you create an app that would mimic the old fashioned organic experience of meeting someone slowly over time? And so we created Sparks as a way to mimic that experience. It's so how, and how and how is that? How do we mimic it? Okay, so in the beginning, if you open the app once you've signed and up. By, by the way, listen, I got to go to a quick commercial here. I got to pay the bills, so um, right. we'll talk about how we mimic that as uh, as soon as we get back. We'll be right back. Super. Are you being audited, and do you owe the IRS ten thousand dollars or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The tax doctor is here to help you negotiate your tax bill and reduce your stress. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, do not call the IRS alone. Call a tax doctor now for a tax emergency analysis. 
If you or someone you love has developed Parkinson's disease after being exposed to Gramoxone or any herbicide containing the deadly chemical Paraquat, you may be entitled to financial compensation. If you developed Parkinson's and worked or lived on a farm that used Paraquat herbicide treatments with Gramoxone, Firestorm, or any listed brand, call now. You may be entitled to financial compensation. There are time deadlines, so don't delay. If you don't win, you pay nothing. 800-771-3380. CBD. You've heard about it. It's helping people relieve chronic pain, improve sleep, and reduce stress. But how do you find science-based products that feel right for you? Feel Good Hemp was started after the founders used CBD oil to help their dad heal from a three-month-to-live diagnosis. They deliver all-natural, lab-tested, high-quality products at affordable prices. So visit feelgoodhemp.org forward slash courage and be sure to use coupon code COURAGE25 to get 25% off your first order. Do you listen to the TV on high volume or have trouble hearing conversations? Then you would benefit from hearing aids. Don't waste thousands on expensive hearing aids when you can get Nano's revolutionary technology for just $397. Don't be fooled by higher-priced hearing aids. The CIC Recharge is a true hearing aid, not an amplifier. With rechargeable technology many customers say is superior to more expensive models. Call now and get not one but two Nano hearing aids for just $397. Plus, we'll add a portable charging dock and ship your order absolutely free. The CIC Recharge has a tiny in-the-ear canal design that is nearly invisible. Why keep missing out on important conversations or waste thousands of dollars? Call and get two CIC Recharge hearing aids for only $397 and free shipping. 800-817-7419. Again, 800-817-7419. All right, so today we're talking about, in fact, I named the show The Courage to Date Now, right? Well, we're not not necessarily, you don't necessarily have to date after I listen to Greg, but so you can pay attention. Maybe it's the courage to uh, find a friend, a really quality friend now. That's kind of cool, too. All right, let me get back into this. (laughs) So um, uh, we were talking about the, um, I lost my train of thought. What what were we talking about? We were talking about how people used to meet in a more organic experience. way versus how they meet today online. And how do you do that? Okay. So what we did with Sparks is we created a platform. So when you log on to the app, um, there's a feed. It looks a lot like Instagram. You scroll. To me, that's like walking down a street. You see people. Now, in a traditional dating app, a lot of them you swipe. I've never been the kind of person that walked up to someone and said, yes, no. Next person, yes, no. It's not really how life works. So we created a feed. You can scroll through it. If you see someone interesting, you can send them a spark. It's like a wink or a smile. Nothing serious. It's just, hey, you know, hi, you're cute. Or you're interesting in some way. And that's our feed. Okay. Um, Now, the heart of the app, and this is something that, that, you know, you just have to see it to experience it. The heart of the app is a game system. 
So in the game system, a group of seven, anywhere from five, five to seven people can come together who don't know each other and play a game. Now, the first game we launched is a game everyone knows. It's called Truth or Dare. All right. Now, hopefully you're playing with people that live around you and generally match your age preferences and you enter the game and you answer questions. And we did it this way because what we find is that people who don't know each other tend to have a little bit of difficulty in starting a conversation. However, if they're giving questions to ask, they can answer those. The fact that it's truth or dare allowed us to ask questions that would enable people to get to know you. So the idea is you come and, in and the who, game. Who comes up with the Is the app have the questions, or you uh, you uh, uh, you have to come up with the questions? The app completely guides you. Okay. So you pick truth or dare. When you do that, um, the games are hosted. Um, the host will be given three questions. They are three three truths or three dares. They select that one, and then that is sent to you, and then you get to answer it. Wow, that sounds like fun, actually. It, it's it's hilarious. You know, what happens is people's barriers come down. They get into answering the question. They forget that they're talking to people they don't know. 15 minutes later, they actually start knowing people. That's cool. So, so okay. So can you pick who you want to connect with in the, yes. in the game? So you pick who you, so hopefully you pick somebody, let's say that's uh, local to you. They can, they have a profile that you go, yeah, that's kind of somebody I'd like to get to know. And then you start out, you might wink with them is what I heard, you know, a, a sparkle. And then the next thing is you might invite them or they get invited to this, to the truth or dare game. Is that, is that what I, is that what we're doing? That is exactly what happens. So as you scroll the feed and you spark with people, you say, Hey, cute, nice, nice, nice. You send them sparks. As soon as you go to host a game or indicate you want to be in a game, the Mm -hmm. app will send everyone you've done that to a notification that you're about to be in a game and ask them if they want to come play with you. Now you have ultimate authority. So when people start coming into the game, you can select yes or no. So you don't have to let people in that you're afraid of or that you don't want in the game. Okay. All right. So you have the, the control over the game. And then when the game starts, it's, 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 it's a 15 or 20 minute game. So it's not a long commitment. But I promise you, you will end the game having laughed, having gotten to know people. And even if it's no one you actually want to meet in real life, you had fun. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You know, it's interesting. I uh, I uh, was working with the homeless uh, a while back, and I asked uh, one of the homeless directors in San Diego. I said, "What uh, what causes homelessness?" And you know, most of us would answer, "Oh, drugs or alcohol or mental illness." She didn't answer that. No. She said, "What causes uh, homelessness is disconnection from friends and society." Right. Interesting. I agree. This app is a really cool app because it's really connecting people in a place where they're safe and they can and they can play and have some fun is what I'm hearing. And Ken, if you think about it today, you know this already, um, 80 percent of everyone under 30 is on social apps. Um, there are some very popular ones. I won't name names, but they're very popular. Everybody's on them. They're mechanisms to look at how other people pretend to live their life but they're really not about socializing. They're not about connecting. You know, people create these profiles, these personas that for the most part, they're not real personas. 
Yeah. But they make people think that everyone else in the world lives differently than they do. Yeah. And it creates isolationism. It creates this, I, I'm afraid to go out because I can't live up to that standard. Absolutely. Um, I got, you know, I got to take a break again. We come back though. Um, yeah. I'd like to discuss that a little, little deeper. Yeah. Well, what, how do we, how do we find authentic, true connections? Right. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers. This free book reveals little-known secrets about annuity strategies that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. Call right now for your free book. And as a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, both absolutely free, for calling Annuity General today. Call 800-510-0470. Attention Zantac users. The FDA requested manufacturers to pull Zantac off the market, noting exposure to unacceptable levels of a cancer-causing agent. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with cancer after regular use of Zantac, you might be entitled to financial compensation. If you have any of these cancers, time is critical. Call now for a free consultation. If you don't win, you pay nothing. Call 800-797-7641. Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage, step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Well, I'm talking to uh, Greg Niemer. He is the uh, creator of a new app. We're going to put that up on the screen right now, by the way. Okay, so you might have to move over a little bit. It's called <laughs> Sparkles, right? Okay, that's pretty cool. And um, uh, we're talking a little bit about how do we create authentic, true, real connections, not fake connections where people are putting their profiles up and they pretend to be something they're not. And uh, you go on these uh, some of these other apps, and you, if you don't have really strong self esteem, you got all these people with their egos out there. And you're like, "Gosh, I'm less than that. I'm less than that. I'm less than." That. <laughs> but it's not true. Everybody's you know putting their pants on the same way. You know, we just got to find the right connection for you. So, Greg, 
Okay, how do we find these authentic real connections? Well, you know, that's that's the thing. If you look at, at at social apps and the way they exist today, they do strongly encourage people to create a persona that's an ideal persona and not a real persona. And what we did with Sparks is we said, let's bring the real person. The app, it's about real people, real connections, and real fun. Um, it's it's going to a party and sitting down and playing a game with a half a dozen people you don't know. Through the game, you get to know them slowly, but genuinely. You don't fall in love with a picture that they've enhanced. You fall in love with the way they blush, the way they answered that question, their quirky laugh. You fall in love or you fall in like with the real person, not a persona. Well, that just makes so much sense. Um yeah, I mean, it, 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 what I'm hearing you say is the app really mirrors reality a lot closer than some of the other apps that are out there. And, yeah. um, you know, you, you really have nothing to lose with it. Go in and have some fun. And uh, who knows, you might even connect to the uh, to the right person for you. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think people are, are really kind of over, uh, you know, feigned uh, – uh, what I want to say descriptions of them of others that they connect with them and all of a sudden they're not the real deal they're you know they've got a lot of baggage they've got a lot of issues and now you've you know you spent time on some of these other apps getting to know people without really knowing them because I, I agree with you you have to interact you have to engage with people um, in a way to really get to know who they are you actually do you know it's interesting if you go out with if you go to meet someone and you only know them from a picture and a few chats, there's a really strong possibility that you've already created your in your imagination the ideal of who this person is. When you actually meet them, they're never going to match the ideal that you created. And so there's a disconnect right from the beginning. With Sparks, you actually get to know the real person because you're sitting there playing a game live on video with so if you ever do meet them, you already have commonality. You've already spent time communicating with them. I love this, Greg. Well, listen, um, I put on the screen here where the people can go uh, to at least check out the app, www.sparkz.app. And also, I, I just went on to the iTunes store and downloaded it. So it's right there. Uh, I typed in uh, Sparks, and uh, there it was. So. We can get there you there. Go. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, final thoughts, man. Final thoughts here. Well, the app is fun. What I'm going to say is you don't have to look for someone to date. The feed, it's localized. So the people you see live around you. Hey, log on and get to meet your neighbors. I love it. I love it. All right, Greg, thank you so much for being part of the show today. I really thank you appreciate for having you. Me. <laughs> that was fun. All right. For all of you that uh, continue to listen to us, uh, you know, I hope you will continue to tell your family, tell your friends, tell all those that you love about the Voice of Courage show. I mean, we are now in 185 countries. We're on uh, TV and podcast and radio all over the place. And why is that? Well, I believe that people want authenticity. They want real. They want connection. And they want to know who are the people out there that have the real wisdom. These are realized people, right? Now, they're not fake people that are trying to give you advice that you don't, uh, you know, you're going to follow. And it's the blind leading the blind. These I bring only realized guests on people that have done their own works and created products and services 
for you so that you can really grow your business, grow your life, grow all about you. So I hope you'll uh, continue to watch. And uh, from my heart to yours, uh, continue to look for and search for the unseeable and know the unknowable and then do the impossible. Take care. Hello and welcome, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Voices of Courage show. My name is Kendi Foster, and of course, I am your host today. You know, the past two years have brought to the forefront the need for tools and strategies for managing our mental health. You know, as we continue to face lots of new change and lots of new challenges, right? This is an important subject. You know, if you let me, let me give it to you this way. If you want to be loved, right, you've got to start loving yourself. And, you know, if you want to move past burnout, if you want to move past um, stress, anxiety, worry, anger, fear, those kind of emotions, if you want to move past them, then you really have to start tuning into self-care and tuning into what's really happening in your life. You know, we're here evolving, growing, and becoming the best version of ourselves. And to do that, we really have to take time to introspect, to take time to look at ourselves dispassionately, not with a bunch of passion behind it. Oh, look what's wrong with me, or look how great I am, dispassionately. And notice what's working in our lives and what's not working in our lives and what we can change, where we can be a better version of ourselves, right? So I know you're my audience. I know you're already probably doing that. But if you're not, then this show is going to really help you to maybe establish some of those habits and also take off some of the limitations that are really stopping you from having more joy, more abundance, more health, more vitality, better friendships, better relationships, a higher quality of life. That's what we're talking about today. I have a guest that has a new book out. And we're going to be talking about that as soon as we get back from the break.
Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers. This free book reveals little-known secrets about annuity strategies that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. Call right now for your free book. And as a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, both absolutely free, for calling Annuity General today. Call 800-510-0470. Attention Zantac users. The FDA requested manufacturers to pull Zantac off the market, noting exposure to unacceptable levels of a cancer-causing agent. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with cancer after regular use of Zantac, you might be entitled to financial compensation. If you have any of these cancers, time is critical. Call now for a free consultation. If you don't win, you pay nothing. Call 800-797-7641. Well, welcome back, everybody. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Thank you so much, Ken. I'm so happy to be here. Well, it's uh, I'm excited about this show because there is so much challenge going on with the mental health uh, of the society right now. So yes. but before we dive into that, let me give you a formal introduction. Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Bishop <laughs> is the creator of Conscious Service Approach, a research-based set of principles designed to enhance both the experiences of service providers and the quality of service they offer. She's professional uh, background includes more than 40 years in human service. Her experience ranges from uh, faculty to community-based services, from direct service provision to management and leadership responsibilities, and so much more. So by the <laughs> way, I, I named the show uh, you know, after you, after all the service. I, I named the show after your book, actually. The Courage to Be of Conscious Service. Yes. (laughs) I love that. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right. You know, um, as I mentioned in the, in the opening, you know, there's, there's a lot of challenges going on in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, my mentors used to tell me, you know, if you feel bad, go find somebody that's feeling worse than you and help them out. Um, You know, and there's a lot of truth to that, right? (laughs) So how'd you get involved in the uh, service industry? uh, Oh my goodness. Okay, so I I started way back. I I often think of myself as one of those really lucky people who knew what they wanted to do early on in life. And so I was very much felt called. It was I read a book as a high school student um, that really uh, inspired me. And I ended up moving into the direction of developmental services and then brain injury rehab. So I started, well, as you said, over 40 years ago. And I just felt that call. And and I think I was really connected to the sense that it would be a source of joy for me, that that there was something about, I I think I wouldn't have called it this at the time, but a curiosity about people and human beings and a desire to contribute in ways that I thought would be meaningful for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know that you are blessed to have that calling, you know, and and some of us, you know, have the calling, we don't listen to it. That would be me. (laughs) I uh, I started out as a uh, I went went to school to become a uh, soci- I was a sociology psychology major and, and I wanted to come out and I wanted to be a parole officer at the time and uh, but you know shiny objects got in my way I saw money and you know I went down a different path 
But then I came full circle about uh, 26 years ago and went into coaching. So wonderful, which I to me are all expressions of being of service, parole officers, yep. coaching, teachers yep. like in a traditional sense. But it, yep. it so extends beyond that. Really, it's a it's an energetic force. Absolutely. Being of service. Yeah. Um, OK, let's uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about you have the new book out. Yes. Came out in April, you told me. Yes. And um, tell me a little bit about the book and uh, what uh, what inspired you, first of all, to write it? Well, I would say that I was initially inspired um, many years ago from my own personal experiences, things that were going on in my own life. And I really started down a path of personal development and spiritual growth and got very um, absorbed in that, for sure. And at the time, I was working in a a brain injury rehabilitation community-based service. And as I worked through, you know, started practicing things that were more self-reflective and paying attention to what was going on for me, I recognized how what I was doing personally really did apply professionally as well and started to integrate that into my work. And I was working for an amazing organization at that time that was, you know, very welcoming to the ideas and wide open to supporting uh, different ways of looking at things. And that really restored me. I'd hit the wall of burnout a couple of times in my own life. And I, you know, a key turning point for me was recognizing I needed to tune into what had meaning for me. And that's where I needed to put my focus. And that was sort of a mantra. What has meaning? Does this have meaning? And as long as it did, I kept moving forward. I mean, I moved forward in non-meaningful ways too. And that was part of the learning. But I think that's where it started. And then I took the work through um, as a teacher at, at the college level, working with people going into the field. I noticed gaps there. I took the work through my master's uh, process. And that's where the idea of conscious service really was born. And then oh, I started let, let writing. Me, uh, let me put the book up on the screen yeah. here, Conscious Service, so everybody can see it. It's an awesome <laughs> book. And uh, I've been told by you that they can get it at Barnes & Noble or Amazon or any uh, any booksellers out there. Pretty Anywhere, much. yeah. Yeah, Conscious mm-hmm. Service. And um, so it's conscious service for those of you in my audio audience that are wondering uh, where where to find the book or what we're talking about. And the author is Elizabeth Bishop. Okay. So now, Elizabeth, um, there is a lot of challenges in the world right now. I mean, people are in stress. They are in burnout. They are worried about their future. They're they're in mindsets that you don't want to really hang around for very long. Um, yes. How does the book support people to maybe move through some of this? Well, the key piece for me, I mean, when I started my career too, burnout and the risk of burnout was a huge discussion, especially in, in service vocations, right? That we sort of expect that that might happen. And a lot of the discussion was always about kind of Band-Aid things and doing, um, you know, basic things that we all need to do to survive, <laughs> really, right. you know, take care of our bodies and rest and pay attention to those things. But it didn't go more deeply into the kind of emotional labor that is involved in responding to what we see in the world. So even if somebody is not a uh, professional service provider, but wants to respond to community needs or is impacted by the challenges um, that they see in the world around them. There's a certain amount of emotional labor and exhaustion that comes with it, with witnessing that and not kind of paying attention to what's going on in the inside. So the book really is a deep exploration of 
who we are um, internally and how that informs the way that we show up in the world and how we can do that with intentional energy that's followed by action that aligns with those most deeply held, you know, personally meaningful values and belief systems. Well, I've got a lot of questions for you and uh, Shoot. <laughs> I want to take a little deeper dive. I got to take a break. Okay. But when we come back, I want to, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, the difference between uh, conscious service and maybe unconscious service. <laughs> so we'll be right back. an important message from the Diabetes Solution Center. Diabetics understand all too well the pain of pricking your fingers. But now, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can immediately reduce your pain. It's easy to use and helps you make more accurate diabetes treatment decisions. If you are testing your blood sugar four or more times daily, injecting insulin three or more times daily, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetes Solution Center right now Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. They specialize in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rental rates, and with the best price guarantee. If you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. So don't wait. Call now. Alrighty, well, looking at uh, we can't uh, we can't see the unseeable or know the unknowable or do the impossible if we're not in conscious service. <laughs> uh, what is how did what's the difference? Conscious, unconscious. What? How do you, how do you define that? Well, I think for me that probably emerged out of the experience of kind of going unconscious in my my life and my work myself, and really recognizing how far away from my original sense of being called and my original inspiration I had actually become. And, and I think a big part of that, like I, I think before we hit um, the awareness of being burnt out, we often go through a process of feeling disillusioned. And to me, that's living in the unconscious realm. So when I became excited about my own processes, what was happening inside of me, curious about my thoughts, my emotions and my sensations, feelings, things that were happening, my interpretation, belief systems, how I could play with that. Then it became more of a conscious, engaged and and present kind of uh, interaction with myself that then informed the way that I was showing up in my relationships. You know, you know I haven't made this distinction before, but uh, what I heard you, uh, it, you, what you talked about stimulated it. Um, when we're in unconscious uh, relationship with ourselves or with others, a lot of times that's that creates pain and misery and suffering in our lives. Yes. And when we're in conscious relationship with ourselves and others, the opposite happens. 
we start yes. to have more of a flow, more harmony in our life. Would you, would you, yeah. yeah. I agree. Absolutely. And I think that the other piece is that the unconsciousness kinds of keep, kind of keeps us bouncing along the surface of things hmm. and, you know, it becomes like groundhog day, you know, it's just mundane. It's the same thing. We keep showing up the same way and, and nothing shifts and we miss a lot of the potential transformation that could be happening underneath the surface. And I think when we become conscious, we're more connected to those things that are happening. Life becomes richer and we're more intentional in the way that we decide, you know, the paths that we want to take and how we want to communicate. And, and it's not, it's not a, like a, a static destination that will suddenly we're conscious and that's it. It's, you know, I mean, we move in and out, right? But we're aware of it. Yeah, well, actually, that does happen to some people. And there's a new category out there called spiritual emergency uh, uh, coaches because people are waking up a little quicker than they normally Yes, do. yes. And they go through <laughs> things that, uh, fortunately, those that are going through a slower pace don't have to go through. Yes. Um, you know, I think one of the my, my latest book is out. You know, it's called The Courage to Change Beautiful. Everything, Daily Strategies and Essential Wisdom to Awaken Your Inner Genius. The only reason I brought that up is that it takes courage to do what we're talking about today. It really does. It absolutely does. Because I think what we're talking about when I mentioned before, emotional labor, emotional investment, I mean, that's what creates relational space with other people. And to me, the whole conscious service approach is about the interactions we have with other human beings. Like that's what the focus is really about for me in there. Um, And it does take courage to be vulnerable. It takes courage to create an intimate space. It takes courage to listen to people who might be in uh, difficult spaces. It takes courage to to sit with ourselves when we're in a challenging or, or you know, traumatized space within. So it absolutely does. Yeah. How, how important are boundaries in this discussion that we're talking about? You know, and, and do you discuss this in the book uh, about setting boundaries? Yeah, go ahead. I do, but probably in a different way. I think that's a key piece of the book, too, is that it's we talk, I talk about a lot of things we do discuss in the field of, of service provision, say, for example, traditionally, but with a twist, uh, because I think that we need to um, reframe some of the uh, traditional ways that we've looked at things. So when I think about boundaries, I don't think so much about erecting these fences and making sure other people know um, where they can tread and where they can't, but rather that we're aware inside of ourselves of what we're showing up with that day. What What's um, our energetic space like? What do we have the capacity for? Um, you know, what what's important to us and meaningful in, in that day? And then responding to and honoring those boundaries within ourselves first. And then I think it becomes apparent outside of the, the you know, with other people and our interactions. A lot of the times in service-based work, there's been discussion, well, for the whole time I've been in this, about leaving home at home and leaving work at work and personal and professional don't mesh. And the conscious service approach would say exactly the opposite. Not that we drag, um, you know, what happened all day into our home life and can't let go of it. Not, not that way, but that we have processes to respond authentically to the, uh, you know, the, the result of emotional labor and investment that we've you know, been involved in all day long with other people. Well, I, I, you know, I, I used to do that. I used to segregate my friends, my work, my home life, my relationship with my wife, my kids. It was all separated, right? Yeah. And you know what happened is, is for me, is I became very uh, inauthentic. There wasn't a whole being. There was a segmented being. Yes. That, yes. You know, I've coached a lot of clients over the years through that. Um, 
so how do we start to fully integrate if if one of my if some of my audience is out there going yeah i kind of segregate everything i'm not showing up authentically myself in all of it i think that it's got a lot to do instead of saying here leave that there and leave that there it's about being self-responsive and just tuning into ourselves even just for a, a couple of moments at the beginning of the day and then throughout the day i do i don't see self-care as something we do on friday night you know or on the weekend or one hour a day i see it as a self-responsive approach to the way we live all day long so to me it's about being tuned into what's my intention today what's important today how do i intend to show up and how can i contribute because i know that part of my wellness is to contribute well you know i i like what you just said about self-care because you know when we tie service being of service into self-care now it's that's a different paradigm right yeah People don't necessarily think of being of service to themselves. They think of yeah. being of service to others. Right? Yes. But yes. We can't, we can't really be a service to anybody unless we're being a service to ourselves, in my opinion. Exactly. Exactly. And we don't have to say, well, I'm going to take care of myself so I can give more. And we don't have to do that. We could just say, I'm going to care for myself because I love myself and I have compassion for myself. And I'm here with myself all the time. So I'm going to respond well and trust that I can give from my overflow. Yeah. You know, we, in the service mentality, um, a lot of times um, it's hard. It's hard to actually shift into a service mentality if you have not been in that mindset. It is yes. a paradigm shift. It is. And, and I'd like to talk to you a little bit about what that paradigm shift might look like for somebody that's been kind of about, you know, kind of all about me dot com a little bit. And now they're <laughs> going to shift into this. <laughs> you know, it's just me on the Internet expressing myself, telling you my views. You know, I don't care who I heard. But yes. you know, maybe shifting from a different a different uh, paradigm. So let's take a break. And we'll be right back to talk about that. CBD, you've heard about it. It's helping people relieve chronic pain, improve sleep, and reduce stress. But how do you find science-based products that feel right for you? Feel Good Hemp was started after the founders used CBD oil to help their dad heal from a three-month-to-live diagnosis. They deliver all-natural, lab-tested, high-quality products at affordable prices. So visit feelgoodhemp.org forward slash courage and be sure to use coupon code COURAGE25 to get 25% off your first order. Well, welcome back, everybody. I'm talking to my guest, Elizabeth Bishop. She has a new book out called Conscious Service. And we're talking right now a little bit about the shift that one has to make to really get into conscious service. What would you say that is, Elizabeth? Well, I think, I mean, I think for people who are already called that way, that those people are, are hardwired to give. And so the big struggle there for them in terms of being in conscious service is that it's difficult to receive or difficult to respond to self. There's like an externalization of everything. And before the break, you were talking about people who maybe have, uh, you oh, yeah. know, been more wrapped up, you know, sort more of in what they're a little bit. 
And yeah. Paradigm shift they have to make to get into that. Which I think a lot of people are wanting to do that. I think the pandemic, that was one of the big wake ups of the pandemic is how can I respond? How can I, you know, maybe not in that word, in those, in that language of being of service, but how can I help? How can I contribute to my community and do something here? And so I think there is a desire, you know, in the hearts of most of us to want to contribute. And I think one of the big paradigm shifts for me, and it's certainly something I'm I'm continuing my research for with this work, is that service is not about self-sacrifice. I think we've been taught that service is sacrifice. That you, like you even said, I think, you know, earlier on, like focus on somebody else who's worse off, or if I'm not feeling good, I go put my energy over here. I think, no, we need to first respond to what's going on inside of ourselves. Otherwise, we run around projecting all over the place and not really contributing in meaningful ways. And we get, I think, confused. Yeah. Yeah. I think what I meant by that, if you're, if you're in a place where you're down, you're depressed, you're burnt out, go help somebody else, get out of yourself and go, go help somebody else. I wasn't thinking yeah, about sacrificing in any way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think that is a big part of the paradigm right now that yeah. service is a sacrifice. And so that right means I'm going to have to give up, you know, yeah. some other comforts. And I don't think that that's yeah. necessarily true at all. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, what you do have to give up things to be of service. You have to give up uh, worry. You have to give up concern. Yes, you have to yes, give yes, up yes, your yes, ego yes. a little bit. There are some things we get to give up, which brings more joy and happiness in our life. Absolutely. Because I think to me, ego and those kinds of states of resistance, those are the barriers to actually experiencing conscious service and to experiencing that sense of joy and fulfillment. Absolutely. You know, I, I love this book. I love the title. I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, been a coach for 26 years. And I, I know that uh, when people don't have, I'm going to jump back to boundaries. When the boundaries um, uh, aren't necessarily there in place, uh, what I get is, and you talked about this a little bit, um, you know, if you start, if you're an overgiver, right? Yeah. You know, what I found is that you track takers. Yeah. And if you're a taker, you tracked an overgiver, right? Yes. It, it's just that parent. So if that's happening for you, just notice it, just go, oh, because we have conscious choice and you can be of conscious service. Elizabeth, um, how, how does the book help somebody maybe switch that around? Um, you know, if they're in a place where they're attracting the opposite of what they want. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, and don't we all learn through that, right? I think first of all, yeah. you know, acknowledging and accepting that we learn through scenarios that feel resonant and aligned with us. And we learn through the ones that don't too, but we have to kind of create that space of curiosity and want to dig into that. Overextension, I think is a beautiful thing to talk about. And I think very, very common. And to me, the key there is to, again, go inside and ask, what is it in me that wants to solve this, that wants to control the outcome, that's maybe afraid of what I'm seeing, that's leading to this, you know, um, anxiety or resistance that I'm feeling inside. And the book goes through 10 invitations um, all the way through. That's how the sections um, are, are created. And there's a lot of uh, experiential activities and um, questions for the reader to reflect upon to bring the material into a, a personally relevant space. Wow. Okay. Service mind. Um, all right. You know, if I'm, a, um, I, I'm out there in the audience and I'm thinking, well, this is kind of a interesting subject. Um, why would I want to read the book? Why would, what would you say? What are the benefits to somebody reading this book? <laughs> I think there's tons of benefits. Well, for me, of course, I've lived this process and I've seen the shift in my own life. I think the key takeaways of, of working with this, 
I'll call it a gift that came in in my life, have been um, a restoration of my own sense of inspiration, a connection to what is what brings me joy and fulfillment and meaning in my life and being able to um, understand myself, to decide how I want to be in the world and what I'm looking for and to be able to celebrate that, to slow down, to move into a state of presence and engagement in my own life. I love that. You know, we're on the screen right now. We're flashing your website. So if people want to get a hold of you uh, when you're not writing books, um, what is uh, what are you doing these days? Well, I teach. I still teach for uh, a post-secondary education. So usually with students who are uh, working in human services or going into human services. And I am also doing some consulting work with different organizations that are looking to integrate these principles and, you know, working on learning uh, programs related to conscious service and then, you know, going outside for a lot of walks and runs and having fun with my grandson. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's uh, the yeah, grandkids in life are a lot of fun. I've got a bunch of them. <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Well, listen, <clears throat> you got the mic. I'm going to ask you one last question and we're going to close the segment. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so right now the world is going through a lot. What is your message to the world? My message to the world would be to connect with yourself first, get curious about who you are, um, respond to yourself with love, and then trust that that will overflow into the world and uh, create space for people to, for all of us to work together and to live together in a, a new kind of harmony and balance. Man, I love that. You know, we are one. And thank you so much, Elizabeth, for being here. Thank I really you. appreciate it. You did a great job. And uh, I hope everybody go and get your book. It sounds like a wonderful book. Thank you so much, Ken. All right. Well, for all of you that are listening to Voices of Courage, I want to encourage you, as I do every day, every time at the end of the show, I want to encourage you to let your family and friends pick one person that will benefit from listening to the show and just, just give it to them right? You can go on our YouTube and forward YouTube. You can go on our Facebook and forward the show. Uh, A lot of ways to do it. You can go on voicesofcourage.us and get all of our replays. And you can become a member of our insiders group on my site there, voicesofcourage.us. If you become an insider, what will happen is you will get, sometimes we get uh, books from our our, uh, guests. Sometimes we get uh, other products and services from them. Um, you're going to get some information from me. You get to get some uh, behind the scene interviews, a lot of cool things. So I hope you'll check us out, voicesofcourage.us and check out the membership. Until next time, I encourage you to continue to look for and seek and see the unseeable and know the unknowable and do the impossible in your life.